everyone and welcome to Fancy Football Vibes episode 24. I'm Anya, lifelong Spurs fan, married to an Arsenal fan. And I'm Sarah, City fan, married to a United fan. Oh my goodness, Sarah, I almost forgot how to do the introduction because it's been (laughs) so long since we last spoke. I looked it up, it's been a month exactly. Oh my goodness, I'm so sorry everyone, my holiday ruined everything we had best intentions of doing more episodes but it's a little tricky from the other side of the world and when you're just on holiday so um hope you've missed us and you're happy we're back yeah so we've missed three game weeks basically since we've been back but there's been some other stuff that's happened in that time I've I've turned a year older uh Sarah now has a new job and Spurs are finally coming home (laughs) I can't believe they ever finished that stadium. So I'd heard rumours that it wouldn't be ready until next season. So I was pleasantly surprised when it was announced that we'd be back. And guess who's going to watch Spurs beat City on April 9th? (laughs) Good luck. You're going to see your new stadium and, and watch a game. I will be tweeting live from the Champions League quarterfinal where, annoyingly, we've bloody drawn City. My dad and I were talking about this and uh, we we think actually the new stadium is going to play in our advantage. Oh, um, whatever. You know, all new stadiums, when we moved to our new big stadium, when um, West Ham is their new stadium, there was a big issue in creating atmosphere for quite a while. So you've got that to come and, you know, the players aren't used to the stadium. So not that we need it, but we're hoping it plays in our advantage. But But enjoy anyway. We have been playing at Wembley, though, for the last two yeah, years. and uh, have you been doing very well? Oh, okay. Um, anyway, next. Well, <laughs> you don't get to the Champions League quarterfinal by doing badly. So um, no. later on, though, in this episode, we've got very special guests lined up. I don't know how we've managed to get them. We've got, I think it's Lee. Uh, it might be Lee and Sam. We've got Lee from FPL Family, and he will be talking us through his strategy for double game week because, yes, it's the massive double game week this weekend. And more importantly, he's going to be answering our fun fact along with Sarah. Um, but before we get into all of that, it's Good Week, Bad Week. Welcome back to Good Week, Bad Week. Okay, first Good Week makes me so happy. And it's a good week for Raheem Sterling, um, who I always back. um, And he's had such a hard time with the media, with my dad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I was so proud. I actually texted Agnes to tell her I cried when he scored a hat-trick for England. And then he followed up with another goal and he had three assists as well. Um, Which I just, you know, what a better answer to all the haters and all the hard time he's had this season. Um, So I was just, I was over the moon. I was so pleased for him. Do you know he's the only player that has um, got player of the week in FPL? Um, Well, he's the only one that's been in it, not just twice, but he's been in it three times. No, I didn't. But he's having such a good season. I mean, it'll be interesting to hear what Lee thinks later about what to do with him this weekend because as he as he peaked um, this week, uh, but he was great. Unfortunately, the Macedonian game um, was tinged with racism, but he tweeted afterwards, you know, that's to show the haters, I mean racist. And that tweet, um, it was retweeted 90, 100,000 times, liked in the 400,000 times and I really do hope with um, how well he's doing, this this young guy has the platform to make a difference in how, one, the media treat young black players and then also racism in the stands. And I think he will. I think um, he's he's got his head on his shoulders and I, I hope he uses a platform to, to influence change. Um, but yeah, I was so proud. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's been a lot of, uh, I mean, racism in the Balkan countries at football matches. That is something that's still, it's an area in particular that where it hasn't really been stamped out. And so 
you know, I'm, I'm not surprised. And it was, uh, it was a few players, I think, that um, were subjected to racist abuse. So it was Danny Rose. Yeah, Danny Rose and, well. yeah, Hudson Adore. Yeah, so it's, I mean, it's completely unacceptable, but it's, it's really seems to be isolated now to this, this, this Balkan area, so. Oh, no, I remember it was in the Chelsea match. Like when we played Chelsea, Raheem Sterling uh, was abused by that Chelsea fan. So it's not stamped out of uh, of the UK in any way whatsoever. No, I'm, I'm I don't mean that it's stamped out the UK, but it's 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 something that happens time and time and again when we're playing in the Balkan yeah. areas. Um, so I really think there it's like a case of you know it it will pass in a generation or so. So, but I mean it's completely unacceptable. But I, yeah, I'm super happy for him. He had a great match um Sancho had a great match as well yeah and then our second good week goes to Ross Barkley who had a great match and scored two goals for England but the big question is where is Lee goals you remember when we all jumped on the Barkley bandwagon because he scored one goal you did you did (laughs) I I wasn't the only person in the whole NFL everyone did you might not have you were still on the Salah (laughs) <laughs> I'm still on the Salah um, bandwagon. Still on the Salah wagon, but um, yeah, good for good for Ross Barkley. But yeah, come on, you're a Chelsea player. Where are your goals? So uh, next good week, well, we've mentioned it already, which is that Spurs. We're coming home. Uh, we're coming home to our brand new stadium. And actually, Sarah, I'm going to let you into a secret. Our fun fact. Our fun fact, my fun fact later on is to do with White Hart Lane. So, oh goodness gracious! I saw that your brother visited already and had a little tour. Um, he had some videos on social media. He did, but he hasn't been to watch a match yet. Looks amazing. It really, really looks impressive. Right. So, final good week goes to someone you've got on your team, and I wish I had on my team. Sadio Mane. He's, He's good. He's back. Three double-digit scores over the last four weeks. Um, he's who I cho- I told you Salah was overrated. Um, he saved my last game week, and he's probably the reason why I've jumped above you. Oh, don't spoil that. That's for later on. <laughs> well, he saved my game week this week. Um, although, frustratingly, I almost captained Sterling. And I was flicking between the two and I should have Captain Sterling, but still, um, I did well that week. So, yeah, what's happened to Salah? And are you going to tell me that I'm right? So, on to bad week, which is, yeah, whilst Mane is in good week, his teammate Salah, he last scored on February 9th and he's currently the most transferred out player. I mean, at 31.5. 13.1 million he's really not worth having on your team I don't know what's happened I've got no I've got no answer I don't know what's I'm still happened waiting for you to tell me that I was right I'll go and find the audio of when I said it oh my goodness right. Sarah you've been right on lots of things lots of things um Salah being overrated I know I don't think he's overrated but not having Salah on your team is one of them Aguero versus Aubameyang that was one of them I can I can, tr- I can go back through all our episodes. I can remember also how can you do a season of Premier League if you don't have Harry Kane on your team? Well, well have, having, having Harry Kane on the team wouldn't serve you badly. He is still mm-hmm. one of the top scoring players, but um, no, you have been you have been right. Uh, sometimes I listen back to our episodes just to try and remember what we talked about and. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, oh, rolling my eyes because I'm like, oh, goodness, she was absolutely right about that. Yeah, well, it all comes from the gut and never from facts, but sometimes. <laughs> sometimes facts help. Yeah, well, so next um, bad week is for Chelsea, who were voted this week in a Daily Mirror poll. So take that how you want. Um, as the most hated team in well, the Well, I'm a Daily Mirror reader. Joking, oh. I'm not. <laughs> Sorry, Daily Mirror readers. Um, Chelsea, most hated team in the Premier League, closely followed by United, Liverpool and Arsenal. Uh, and, no, hang on, there was another team in there which surprised me. No, the top, that's the top four. And then the, oh, the right, two and then it's West Ham. Are, oh, yeah, then West Ham and then it's um, Spurs Arsenal. and then City. No, Arsenal's in top four. Oh, wow. 
So yeah. I, I was really surprised Man U was so high up there. I mean, I know you aren't because you're a City fan. Yeah, but, but I'm not all Liverpool fans and all um, City fans and anyone who supports good football hates Man United. Oh, because I feel that Man United are now the underdog because they've been doing so badly. Mm. True, they're currently the underdog, but you, you can't get past the years of um, arrogance. Glory, glory. Um, so I I would agree if I had if I was asked what was my most disliked team, it would be Chelsea for sure, even ahead of Arsenal. Oh, see, I find that interesting that actually Chelsea topped it. I would have thought that United or Liverpool would have topped it. I was surprised Liverpool lay down. In fact. Interesting. Is that because you're a City fan and I'm a Spurs <laughs> fan, and so we die, and so we obviously really dislike our rival clubs, like regional rival clubs. No, this must come down to this is obviously a regional divide, and it must come down to numbers. So, well, that's what I I'm saying. All London teams would have put Chelsea, and then up north, you've you know, up north, you know, up north. So. I don't know where I'm going with this. But anyway, too bad, Chelsea. No. Do, you know who, do you know who else surprised me in that was like quite hated? Because if you look at the survey, and I think Sarah will probably add this into the notes, if you look at the survey and you look at the percentages, someone that's quite high up there with a high percentage is Cardiff. Hmm. That's a bit random, hmm. I thought. I would also, yeah, that is random. Well, Wolves in there, they're my new second favourite team. Well, the least or the least most hated was Burnley, wasn't it? Oh, well, my dad goes to Burnley. My dad well, plays walking football for Burnley. Oh, lovely. Maybe that's why. Um, so finally, uh, bad week. I couldn't not mention it. It's been an international week, but bad week to Scotland. Hang on a second. Let's ask from Scotsman how he feels about that. James, we need you on the podcast. <laughs> Since we're just talking bad week and there's two stats I want to discuss with you. So, did you or know? Or is this by any chance Liverpool eighteen points? No, no. That Chelsea in a poll won um, most hated team in the UK, and number two was United. Yeah. We were trying to work out why would that be. Uh, success over <laughs> <laughs> over a long period of time. Yeah, I think we just called it arrogance and. <laughs> In our bad week, one of our bad weeks goes to Scotland. Have you just brought me on here to gloat? No. (laughs) Your opinion on how Scotland fared in the internationals against Kazakhstan? Pretty obvious, isn't it? Yeah. But you did beat San Marino, you know, all the milkmen and postmen. You (laughs) You managed to put two past them before they went back to their day job the next day. Well, at least there's that. Maybe it should have been a, a bad a week win. for James Batters. Um, how's your fantasy team doing? I haven't looked at it. <laughs> He's still not looked at it. I don't know. Am I still mid-table? Probably. I think you might be doing better than Anya now. <laughs> no, not um. yet. <laughs> That's the one to watch for Anya. <laughs> I'm not that far behind you, Sarah, which means that I've spoiled <laughs> what has happened between the two of us. Oh, But we'll talk more later in our second part of the podcast where we talk all about fancy football. Welcome back to part two of our podcast. Um, Later on, we'll be talking to Lee from FPL Family. But for now, we need to update you that after three more game weeks, the score between Sarah and I is... Dun, dun, dun. 16 and a half to Sarah, 14 and a half to me. Which means Sarah's actually overtaken me. Oh... I literally can't believe your stint in Australia didn't deter you at all. And you're now winning. Now, you're only beating me by six points, which means that, I mean, these next weeks are critical. And we both used our free hit two weeks ago. So what's your strategy now for the big double game week? Because I think I've royally effed up. 
Well, I don't know what to do, and I'm interested in your advice. I'm not giving you any advice because you're like beating me now, and I need to be like Will Rose. Um, Go on, share. I'll ask FPL Lee. (laughs) I um, I actually have quite a few players on my team who are playing in the double game week, but I also have a wild card still to play. Oh, I cannot believe you've got a wild card. Is it worth saving my wild card? So. The issue isn't actually even the double game week. The issue is the following game week, which is week 33. And this is why I think I've royally effed up because I've just looked at who's playing in my game week three and I would have six players. Okay. So then I've actually got quite a few players with double game weeks um, because most of my team are somehow now United players and Wolves. And then I will hold my wildcard to the week after them. Yeah, that, that's very good of you. So a lot of people um, and kind of most of the fancy football experts are actually using their free hit for this game week. So they will have built their team up for game week 33 so they, they wouldn't have as many blanks as I've just mentioned. And they're using their free hit to basically populate their entire team with players who are going to have two matches. Oh, yeah, so next year. But I had to use my free hit, otherwise I had no players playing on that week. So annoyingly, had I not used my free hit, uh, I would have only got seven points fewer than I did with my free hit because I had Joshua King who pulled in 13 points. Mm. But anyway, bygones. So your strategy is you're going to, what, transfer in someone? Or transfer in a couple of peers. I've got one issue this week. Yeah. Um, I'm quite happy with my team. Well, two issues maybe. One is I'm not sure Sterling's going to play. Um, Pep Roulette, he's just had two weeks of intense England play. Um, You know, you can read that two ways that Pep will definitely play him because he's on a high. Or Pep's going to rest him. It's more that um, I'm not sure it's Jesus back and Aguero, but they've not been playing so they've been rested so there's a high chance that Sterling won't actually play this weekend and secondly is Marcus Rashford what's happening with him so he went away with England with the squad but didn't play because he wasn't fit enough because of a niggle in his ankle um Mm -hmm. how big is that niggle was it you know big enough not so Southgate play other players or is it going to stop him playing at the weekend so I have read Lukaku is out for sure. So if there is a chance for Rashford to play, then uh, he will definitely get played. I I share your concern about Sterling and I am basically debating two transfers. So taking a four point hit, uh, taking out Salah and King and bringing in Aguero and Mane. Now, what that will allow me to do is then keep Mane for game week 33 and then only do one more transfer or maybe even two more transfers so that I end up having eight players for game week 33. But I'm really concerned Aguero is going to be part of Pep Roulette and he might start one match and not start the other. And no, I think Aguero is a good shout. Even Phil Neville, who hates Manchester City, said Aguero is going to be the league's top scorer. So... So if I do bring him in, I'm also debating triple captaining him. <gasps> I didn't realise you still had your triple captain. Yeah, I do. And so, I mean, their fixtures look pretty nice. Cardiff and Fulham, right at the bottom of the league. So that's that's what I'm debating. But yeah, I've when I realised today, because I haven't been doing a you know long-term strategy like other FPL experts have, that my game week 33 was so bleak. I um I decided against bringing in Sterling and um and having a different striker and decided okay I need to keep a Liverpool midfielder because they're playing in game week 33 and then the other big names aren't playing that week. So who do you think you're going to captain? Do you think you're still going to captain Sterling? That is what's currently sitting in my team, but obviously if I decide to do something with Sterling, I'll captain Mane, but He's only got so one no, I think I'll just be watching the news and seeing. It'll be interesting to see what um, Lee thinks. Yeah, well, we'll ask him. So um, with regards to our league, do you want to give the update, Sarah? So what? Ian Wilson is still our league leader with his team, the Underglaziers. 
and he's, he's on a massive 1,939 points. And he captained Mane just like I did. Um, I can't see if he's used his free hit or not, or what his strategy is for this weekend, but he's 55 points ahead of second place now. So he's probably secured his first um, the first spot, unless uh, something dramatic happens. Well, these, these are the game weeks when something dramatic can happen. People still using their chips of, you know, free hit, triple captain, uh, bench boost. So, yeah. Right, well, on to our Twitter question. So first up from at FPL funder Jeff. Uh, hi, Jeff. He's just asking, hi, Anya, Sarah, how have you been? <laughs> He's Hi, a... Jeff. Oh, we're both well, Jeff. Thank you so much for asking. I'm glad you've missed us. Um, he did actually have a, a fantasy football related question, which was triple upon defence on Brighton, triple double. I'm not quite sure what that means. I don't know if that's supposed to be like a. I know what that means. Tell me. It's triple up on defence on Brighton. So you have, you know, three defenders or two in a goalie for the double game week. So it'd be a triple double. Oh, did I get that right, Jeff? <laughs> uh, I don't. Well, I think that's a little bit risky because Brighton aren't one of the teams playing the following game weeks. So unless you've got free hits, I definitely wouldn't be bringing in any Brighton players. Um, that said, you know, they're playing also Chelsea. I mean, I, I mean, jewelry's out on how good Chelsea is, but they're playing Southampton and Chelsea. I wouldn't triple up on on Brighton. No way. Despite Grant having scored all those goals the week beforehand. Fluke. So next question is from FPL psychologist Kasaka. He says they'll give our podcast a listen, so thank you. Um, Who is the best captain for Game Week 32? So uh, can you see my notes, Sarah? Are you proud of what I've written? Yeah, I am. So I've written a City player, either Sterling or Aguero. Oh, well, I definitely would say Aguero is the safe choice. Although I've just been thinking about this in the last two minutes. Um, we totally, we need to win every game um, with Liverpool hot on our heels. So oh, we'd pe- play Sterling because he's on a roll. Like I just feel like maybe too much of a risk given his form to take him out of the team. Um, if we had a gap in points, then he might rest him, but may, I don't think actually he will rest him given our his momentum and the fact we need to win. But I'd still Captain Aguero if you can. <laughs> are you are you trying? I'm working out if you're like playing mind games with me and you're trying to actually put no. me off getting Aguero. No, it's just my brain working as we go along in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so next question up um, is from at FPL Nick. He says Milivojevic or Jolofu for non-free hitters. So looking at game week 33 and game week 34 as well. Well, given the fact that Palace actually play game week 33 and Watford don't, I would just say go for Milivojevic. Agreed. And then final question is from at Bison 22 He always gives us really like good meaty questions, actually. He's asking us, do you find the world of FPL podding to be too male dominated and too testosterone Testosterone. <laughs> Testosterone. I think it's because of the way he's written it. I'm being able to pronounce it properly. Testosterone. Um, yeah, probably. I think, I think just oh, like football, probably it's still too male dominated and too testosterone. So uh, there are really good um, podcasts out there that aren't, you know, too testosterone. <laughs> <laughs> Two testosterone, they're full of uh, you know quality analysis, and but yeah, I, I unless I've missed something, I I think we're the only females. Yeah, I think so too. Um, apart from Sam, who's obviously with her husband at FPL. They Fabric. don't have a podcast, do they? No, so they have a YouTube a, channel. Yeah. Um, which maybe we should have a YouTube channel, Annie. <laughs> well, actually, I think the question should go back to Mark. I'd love to f- hear your perspective if he thinks the world of yeah. FPL podding is too male dominated, and if so, what does he want to see? Is he happy? I mean, he's obviously happy that we're around because he's asking us questions. But would he like to see more female-run podcasts about fantasy football? Yeah, that would be great. 
tweet us. Well, we are speaking now with Lee from at FPL Family. So stay tuned because we're going to get his strategy for double game. So welcome back to part three, everyone. And we're very excited to have Lee and Sam from at FPL Family joining us. Hi, both of you. Hi, how you doing? Sam was a last minute transfer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad to have you, Sam. Sam, I'm really happy you're here. And I do apologise because earlier in the podcast, I do only reference Lee. But I did mean to say Lee. That's all right, I'll forgive you. Brought her in for a minus four right at the deck. <laughs> I'm happy to have Sam on as, as well because she's a, another Spurs fan. We've got to stick together, our Spurs fans. <laughs> Are you going to the new stadium anytime soon? Yeah, I'm going to see us play Brighton um, in the midweek rearranged game in a couple of weeks' time. So, properly excited about that. Oh, that's exciting. So I did mention this earlier on in the episode, but I'm off to see them beat City in the Champions League oh. quarterfinal. Amazing. Definitely a victory coming there. <laughs> Not at all. Oh my God, it's going to be embarrassing <laughs> for you guys. <laughs> we play you like three times in 10 days or something silly like that. So you've got yeah, three it'd, chances. It'd be a shame for you to lose three times in 10 days. They won't be bold. Very bold, Sam. <laughs> So Sam's a, uh, a Spurs fan and Lee, you're a Liverpool fan. I'm Liverpool, yeah. Can you tell from my Scouse accent? <laughs> That's what gave it away. So uh, tell us, how did you both come about supporting these teams? Oh, so uh, two very different stories. Do you want to go first with the Spurs story? Because yours is a little more straightforward, I would say. Yeah, so it's kind of in my blood, really. Um, down my mum's side, anyway. My dad's um, a massive Chelsea fan. So it was either that or follow my mum down the right path and be a Spurs <laughs> fan. Um, so, yeah. so And, and also Spurs is, is our, well, apart from Watford now, but at the time, Spurs was our local Premier League mm. team. So it was kind of local loyalties plus family ties that led me down there. The right path, yeah. unlike you. Well, I'm I'm totally different. Yeah, so so I, I actually have a lot of Spurs fans uh, in my family as well. You do, so yeah. I think if you go back in the um, in my family history, if you look at a sort of a few Polaroids, uh, skimming away at my age a little bit there. Look at a few Polaroids from my from when I was a kid. I've got there's me in Spurs kits, right? You, that is, I don't know if you even know those You're pictures. A traitor. I, I'm not a traitor, <laughs> but there are pictures of me in Spurs kits. But the reason I got into Liverpool was. Uh, when was the year? 1990, which was the year Liverpool last won the league. Um, my uncle used to work for the publishing company that did the match and the shoot magazines, which were the, the magazines you had when you were a kid. Um, and because Liverpool won the league, there was a big kind of A1 glossy poster of the team and lifting the trophy and all that sort of stuff. And I was like six years old. I'm just starting to get a little bit you know, rebellious in my young age. And I thought, nope, I'm not going to have Spurs. I'm going to have them. And that was it. And it, and it literally just stuck. So I'm one, I'm like the original glory hunter. Although the, the, the bad thing about that is that Liverpool haven't won the league since 1990. So I feel, I, I feel like a bit of a jinx. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you reckon they're going to do it this season? Do I think we can do it this season? Yeah. Um, I, we can. We can. Uh, whether we will or not, I don't know. <laughs> but we definitely can. Um, we really, you know, a few weeks back when we drew with Leicester um, at home, at a time when Leicester were really struggling to put any sort of results together, never mind an away result at Anfield, we could have gone seven points clear in that game. And instead, I think, you know, City then came back and won the following game and the gap was like two points or three points. And I I, I truly believe that if we'd have won that Leicester game and we'd have gone seven points clear, that I think would have been it. But, uh, but hey, look, it didn't work out like that. We've drawn too many games this year. But to answer your question, we can win it. Uh, whether we will or not, I don't know. City are a very, very strong side. How do you feel about Salah? We've talked about him a lot in this podcast. How do I feel about Salah? Um, he has really gone off the boil. There's no doubt about it. Um, I think if you look at some of the underlying stats and the touches in the box and the shots on goal and all that sort of stuff, that all looks good. Um, but fundamentally, he's lacking a bit of confidence. I mean, we went to the game um, up at Anfield a few weeks ago when Liverpool played Watford. Great result. Liverpool won 5-0. No FPL points. Uh, so no goals or assists for Salah. Um, and actually watching him there live, uh, and I think you made the comment when we were sitting in the stands, he looked a bit predictable, mm. didn't he? Whereas he, did. he didn't really know what Mane was going to do. He was in and out of the defenders, off the off the, off the the shoulder and 
Um, and Firmino didn't play that game. Who played? Oh, Origi played. Origi yeah. played pretty well on the left. But Salah kind of got the ball and really just was a bit predictable. So and he's looked that way a couple of times since as well when we've watched him on TV. He has for sure. He has. He kind of gets the ball head down. And I think last year because he was a bit of an unknown quantity, defenders didn't know how to defend against him. They weren't sure what he was going to do. But a lot of these defences are coming up to the third or the fourth time they've played him now. I think they know what he's going to do. I think they know his style. Now, on his day, he still can be really, really good. Um, so I think it's I think it's a bit of that. And I think it's a bit running out of steam as well. We had a, a big World Cup, didn't he? I mean, you know, everyone that went to the World Cup last summer had a big World Cup, but he held the nation's hopes on his shoulders, <laughs> didn't he, frankly? He got them there with a the penalty. He was their only player. You know, he was, you know, Egypt were going to win it because they had Salah and all that. He's coming off the back of the amazing season he had. That's all quite emotionally draining. So I think, you know, he's now in the final throes of a, a very tough, again, Premier League season, having not really had much of a break. Maybe we're seeing a bit of a fatigued Mo Salah. I don't know. I don't know. What yeah, do you guys think? He he was weak to begin with. Then he perked up and had his kind of good spell and everyone, you know, jumped back on the Salah bandwagon. And then it's, I mean, he last scored February 9th. So, mm. yeah, maybe he's, he's tired. And maybe maybe Sadio Mane now has, has come, has also regained his form as well. So it's tough. It's, I, I feel like, you know, they, they don't, it's either one or the other with, with Mane and, and Salah. It's never the two of them together, um, in FPL anyway. Yeah, which I think as a Liverpool fan is at least one of them is hot at any one time. Do you know what I mean? I think if there was a point in time when they were both off it, <laughs> You'd we, we'd be out of the title race, I think. Yeah, because yeah. Firmino's <laughs> not that sort of player. But Sadio Mane seems to have really stepped up to the plate at a time when Salah's really gone off the boil. So thank goodness for that. So is he your FPL differential for Liverpool? Well, he's not really a differential. But do you have him in your team? Uh, I don't actually. No, uh, famously or maybe infamously, I triple captain Salah in game week 31, which went incredibly badly. Oh, yeah, um, I was reading that. <laughs> yeah, and I think so. And Sam had Mane. So, did you have Mane that week? Yeah, I've had Mane for a while. Yeah, now, you've yeah. had Mane for a while. And I've kind of how you said that with a massive smile on your face. If only this was a video cast. It was no, after, it was no, after we went there. Me too. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was after yeah. we went and I watched Shallow and I was like, I'm not convinced by you, I'm getting Mane instead. Yeah, um, I've been saying with how overrated Salah is and I've been on the Mane train and it's paying off. <laughs> Massively <laughs> paying off. Big time. Sarah has managed to catch up with me. I think we were 100 points and uh, we had 100 points different. And then I genuinely think me staying with Salah and her bringing on Mane has been one of the key drivers for her overtaking me now but Sam you're doing so much better than the three of us because (laughs) Lee we're all in this kind of like 1730 1750 and you're well ahead of us you're gonna beat us all I think this season it's going all right at the moment um I had I was doing really well until um a couple of game weeks ago and then all of a sudden I like had a, a bad game week and then it was just a little constant run of red arrows um I just couldn't seem I just can't seem to get my captain right at all this season um kind of you're on 1875 points I've just looked that up 1800 that is that is a phenomenal score yeah just just outside the top 10k I think about 11k now um so we get we're getting back to kind of where aim was to be inside the top 10k for the season um overall um, I kind of feel like that's achievable again now. I'm going to triple Captain Sterling this week. So, are you? Yeah. You made that decision. Is that done? It's decided. Yeah. So, triple Captain oh. on Sterling. In this, in this podcast, um, and we were discussing, oh, I feel like it's a bit of a pet roulette situation potentially this weekend. Is he going to rest him because he's had a big two weeks and, you know, Aguero's been rested? Or, given we need to win every game, is he going to go with a player who's, um, you know, got a momentum behind him I, I think he plays him and I think he comes off potentially at 60 minutes um, but Sterling for 60 minutes is lethal the way he's playing at the moment so and you're triple captaining him even though you think he'll come off at 60 minutes or yeah, 59 it's... as Pep does <laughs> well, yeah <laughs> but it's two games right so I think he'll appear in both of those two games he'll play one of them the full game and he'll appear for the other you know, whether he comes on as a sub or whether he plays the first bit of He'll the game. He'll play a part, yeah. He'll play a part in both of them. And I just think the way he is at the moment, and he's just scoring goals for fun. So for me, it looks, 
just looks nailed on that he's going to do something this week. What you've got to understand about Sam and FPL is he would just take these random, if you just random punts, like triple captain Sterling in a week where he could absolutely be rotated. He's guaranteed to get 30 points this week. <laughs> guaranteed to get 30 points. It would, well, it would just happen. 150 points ahead of us. So we'll, you know, we'll let that <laughs> yeah, absolutely. How did you both get into FPL? Oh, we've played, we've actually played it for years. I remember when we first started FPL Family, which was um last season beginning of last season we kind of looked back on it and um and I said oh we, we must have been playing this for about four or five years we should start something and you said four or five years got to be longer than that and I looked at it and playing it for like 11 years or something right wow. so both been playing it for absolute ages I think you started me playing yeah it. I would say I got into it first simply because um I don't know if it was a work league or maybe even like I was at uni and all the guys friends, were playing yeah. it and they were just like oh you should play this I was like, okay cool I'll play it didn't really pay much attention to uh, my first season. And then the second season got really stuck into it. And I finished something like 1700. Mm. So I did, I got like a really good finish. And I was like, Oh, actually I'm, I'm all right at this. So in the olden just, days when only like, the old, yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> Come on, give me my moment there. Give me my moment. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, back in the good old days when there was only 10,000 points. When we did it on paper. Yeah, when you used to, when, do you remember that? <laughs> Fancy football and you had to write into the newspaper. Remember that? Yeah, yes, I yeah, remember yeah. that. For cricket randomly with my dad and he had to fill it all out and send it in. Yeah, but like Pools. you used to have like a wasn't there like a Bedil and Skinner yeah, fantasy? Was, yeah. Oh, we were showing our age now. We should stop. We should stop. No, but I, I got inside. You far off you there, Lee. <laughs> no, I know, I know. So I so I got into it at uni and just carried on playing it. And then when we got together, you I think I just sort of you know you've always been into football, yeah. So I kind of was just like, oh, you should play this. This is good. And you're like, okay, cool. And then again, you never really was paying that much attention. But then again, you had one or two good seasons, and then you obviously you started paying a lot more attention once we started FPL Family. And yeah, you've done brilliantly since. And I think I think I'm one of those people that I it takes a bit of an incentive sometimes for me to I I liked the game, I'd happily play it, but the season after we got married, Lee was like, "Well, we'll bet on something. What do you want to bet on?" Oh, man, um, yeah. And and I was like, right, okay. Well, if I beat you, then we'll get a couple of cats because I wanted them and he didn't. Um, and it's the it was the first season I beat you, wasn't it? Yeah, I absolutely smashed you. Once you, oh, um, yeah. <laughs> well, because I got you in my head, that's what I wanted. Um, Once you... two cats. So we've got two cats. We've yeah. had them. Well, we've, they're eight. <laughs> they're called Harry and Archie. Um, we've had them for eight years oh, now. So yeah. Um, and they they sometimes make appearances on our streams that Harry particularly likes the odd moment of glory yeah, doesn't absolutely, he yeah. um but the uh yeah so that happened and then since we've been doing the fpl family it's kind of had the reverse effect on both of us isn't it for me it, it's been quite a positive thing in terms of my ranks they've mm. massively improved since we started doing this whereas lee's have <laughs> tapered off a bit fallen off a cliff <laughs> i think tapered off a bit is you're being generous there i was looking so, through my fpl history and I, like i say i was 1700 I, I don't think i've ever finished outside the top 65 maybe 70k in 10 oh, years of playing it now, Lee. you're showing and, off until, <laughs> last year. until last year and then we started fpl family and we started to broadcast publicly to hundreds of people every week how we were doing and it's just <laughs> absolute rubbish uh, i think my finish last year was just outside the top 200k which is about where i am this year um <laughs> It needs to improve. I'll be honest. It needs to improve, but I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing differently. I, I, so don't, really, I don't know. Something similar has happened, which is apparently we've set up this podcast, haven't we, Sarah, to, for me to give you advice, but it's it's turned out to be the other way around. And we've, we're all part of the streamers and bloggers podcast. And Jeff got this stat together of how many points we still need to get in order to kind of be our our season best Sarah you're right at the top of this list because you've got the fewest amount of points you need to get to have your best ever season <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that is that good or bad that's amazing Definitely that's really good like, thanks to the podcast and obviously all my great advice you've ignored <laughs> you're gonna have the best ever season yeah, but the problem, I I normally give up at Christmas. I'm usually one of those. So having the podcast has meant I've had to keep going, um, even though we just had a month break um, in Australia. But I seem to do really well out there. But that that's why I'm doing better this year. I'm usually a Christmas giver-upper. <laughs> when I've gone down well for the podcast. So we'll talk really quickly. I, I know you've got two different strategies for this game week. Lee, you've gone for a free hit, and Sam, did you use yours last week? And now you're, yeah, now you're posting, right? Yeah. So, 
Lee, do you want to kind of show off about how you've got every single player with a double game week? Well, I, I can, but I must admit, I've actually found it quite hard. It's to stressful. Put, to put, it is quite stressful to put a free hit team together this week. Um, I guess if you look at the you look at the fixtures, um, you know, City clearly, you know, you've got to triple up on them. Um, but I think everyone's going to do that, right? And I think even if you haven't played your free hit team, then a lot of people will be looking to double or treble on City. Um, United have got, I think, what looks to be sort of the next best fixtures, maybe, maybe them and Chelsea. Um, but, you know, United are playing two teams that are going to be playing in the FA Cup. So even though the fixtures look a bit tricky, are Watford and Wolves going to have an eye on the cup? Um, and then Chelsea, well, the fixtures look lovely, but the form is absolutely horrendous in the league. And I think it's shown that over the international break, how much of a problem Sarri has got at Chelsea. Because if you look at the Chelsea players that went on international duty, Batshuayi did well, got an assist, I think. Hazard scored a brace and, and played really well. Um, Hudson Odoi played well for well started for England and played well right so all of these Chelsea players are out there playing really well for their countries they go back to Stamford Bridge and it's and it's not the case so um apart from three City and three Man United um I'm sort of then struggling to see where else I've put fill my free hit team with Spurs clearly are, are worthy of consideration although the first of their games is obviously Anfield which is tricky obviously easy uh tricky <laughs> <laughs> Um, I do have a, I do have a feel that um, I think they're going to go out to um, really put Palace to the sword at the new stadium. I've got, I've got a good feel about that. I know that in recent times, the Spurs and Crystal Palace games have tended to be one nils. They've been low scoring affairs. Um, but I think, you know, Kane, Ali, all those guys, they, they, I mean, the emotion behind the new stadium. I mean, some of the stuff Potocino's coming out with, they are really going to want to win that first game. So I've got a good feel about... And have to boys. if we want to get the Champions League right. Yeah, right. You need to win the games as much as anybody, right? So, so I think there's, a, I think there's a pretty good chance you, you do well against Palace. Um, Palace themselves have a nice double game week. So, so to, I don't know. I'm rambling a bit, but to answer your question, it's not been as easy as I thought it was going to be. Um, and mm. I have to kind of try and balance that template side, if you want to call it that. I don't really like that term, but you have to kind of balance the free hit template uh, and the popular players versus getting in a couple of differentials. Now, if I was in Sam's position and I had a free hit in 32, I would just get bog standard template. I would be protecting my rank. I would be trying to consolidate and stay within the top 10K. Where I am, I want to look at a few differentials. Um, so I'm potentially not looking at Hazard and maybe looking at David Silver instead or Ali. Um, maybe not looking at Rashford and Jimenez, maybe looking at Bashwahi instead. So finding that balance between the template and the, and the differential picks has been... I actually find it quite quite tricky and quite stressful this week. I'm glad I'm not free hitting actually because there's too many teams on double, so you can't have everyone. Whereas last week when I free hit, there were so many or so few teams that it was much easier to pick players. Yeah, and how many players have you got going into game week 33? Um, so well for 33. Yeah, so you got so 32. I, I don't think looks too bad for you, but 33 when there's a reduced fixture. I've list, got massive problems. Next you've got week. problems, yeah. Um, I thought that. I because thought that. I um I was really hoping that Millwall could have just held on to the lead that they had against Brighton, and then I wouldn't have had a problem because I'd have had 11 players for 33. As it is, I think I've currently got seven. Um, mm-hmm. so I'll take. I've got two free transfers, so that'll get me to nine. I'll take a hit, so that'll get me to ten. So I'll have ten. Um. And probably well, no like six, so that's that's doing oh, well. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. I I've, I've 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 really shot myself in the foot. I think I'm going to have to do a minus four this week and a minus four next week. And all I'm trying to do, I'm not even strategizing like you, Lee. I just need to beat Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got a wild card. Sarah's still got her wild card. Yeah, nice. we have too. I think we both have. Yeah. You still got yours? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right, well, I think this is about time for our fun facts. So every <laughs> podcast episode, we finish off on a fun fact. So you'll be pleased to hear, Sam, that it's about White Hart Lane. Ooh, I'm interested yeah. now. So I've got a couple of fun facts, actually, that I found. So I'm going to bore you with all of them. So the first one is the new stadium's got a capacity for 62,000 people however what is the largest amount of people that white hart lane has seen at a game clue it was during an fa cup game in 1938 against sunderland what 
it's a massive number because it was safe standing at that point. Standing well, room just room just room. standing, yeah. I'd imagine. Yeah. Never mind yeah. safe, well, yeah. just standing. But it was a huge number because I think it's more than our new stadium holds. Do you reckon? Yeah. What, 70? 80? Yes. Yeah. We've got to keep no. it again and then I see who's closest. I was going to go the other way and be like 35,000. It's more than that. I reckon it's more like 74. Oh, okay. Lee? Uh, 79. <laughs> Sam here shaking his head, going a hundred plus, a hundred plus. So I'll, I'll take his answer. <laughs> so uh, Spurs fan Sam, true and true, because you knew the history behind it as well. It's seventy five thousand. Oh! Right, so right, right. Okay, so oh, yes. this is exactly how FPL goes every week. <laughs> Sam takes a random stab in the dark, and it comes off. That is, that is <laughs> unbelievable. Absolutely oh. <laughs> <Sorry>, unbelievable. <laughs> so now. So my other fun stat is about the longest bar in the UK is now within the new stadium. How many metres is it? Oh, it's the length of the pitch. Oh, I don't know. Is it the le- length of the bar? Is a bar the length of the pitch in the new stadium? The t- you don't have that Anfield, do you, Lee? You definitely don't. <laughs> I don't know how many metres it is, though. No, I don't. Sarah? Um, uh, 180. 118, no? No, 80. 180, right. What's a metre? Are you still looking it up, Lee and Sam? No, no, no. I'm I'm trying to currently think about how long a metre is with my hands. Sam, is currently, <laughs> Sam has currently got her arms spread wide saying, what's a metre? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say, I don't know, 40 metres, something like that. I think, it, oh, I think it's a bit more than that. Let's go 58. Sam, you're closest again. <laughs> yeah. It's 86 metres. Woohoo. 86. Now, okay. How many pints can this bar pour per minute? Wait a minute, what nice. is this bar? It's along, the, it's along the length of the pitch, the width of the pitch. The width or the length? It must be the width. 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 Eight, it must it's be. It's along yeah. the width. Yeah, the touchline. It's a bigger number. And I'm, I'm now oh, picturing picture White Hart Lane. It's just bar. Like, it's like... <laughs> no, because along the length, it's all the food restaurants and outlets, isn't it? It's and it's the width, width, it's the bar. Um. So how many what? Pints? Touchline. How many pints in a minute? Four a minute. Well, they've got these new cool things where you put the push the pint glass onto them and they fill themselves. Oh, really? Yeah, in like two seconds or something. I don't wow. know. Wow. You, okay. put the pot, you push the glass on and it fills itself. Go on then, give us a number. Think how many of those, they must have loads of those taps. I think there's hundreds of them. I reckon 120 pints a minute. 100, that's a lot of pints. That's a lot of pints, isn't it? Okay, I'm going to go 400. <gasps> Sarah, you are closer. Whoa! 400 pints 400. a minute. <laughs> no, 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 no. It no? is much, 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 much larger than that. It's really? 10, Go on then. 10,000 pints a minute. No, no way. <laughs> 10,000 pints. That's amazing. <laughs> and See, that is what we've spent one billion pounds on. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, do you, I'll give you a fun fact about the new White Hart Lane while we're here. They the, the the new cockerel that they've put on the roof, have you seen this? It's been um, modelled on the other one with a, like a technology thing that's scanned it and made a 3d print out of it right. but it's still got the dent from the bullet that um was shot at it by an ex-spurs player do you know who it was a bullet yeah. shot at it by an ex-spurs player yeah no. a spurs spurs legend oh, well, I, wouldn't yeah. have, I wouldn't have the foggiest because spurs yeah, haven't got many legends i'm gonna walk away in actual disgust <laughs> which decade was this Oh, um, oh, it 1990s. 1990s? Shot a bullet at Why would he shot probably, a bullet? Probably in the 80s, he probably shot it. Mm, okay. Last time? Lineker? Lineker? I don't, I don't know. Did you see Lineker with a bullet shooting a gun? I've, I, to be honest, I've never seen any footballers shoot guns at the Spurs cockpit, so. <laughs> I've got only no one. idea, Sam. It's Paul Gascoigne. Yeah. I'd say Paul Gascoigne. There yeah. you go. He's a hero. But yeah, so the bullet the bullet print is still in there even though it's a different cockerel now. Can we just what? can we just can we just uh, confirm I did say Paul Gascoigne. Oh sorry, did you? I didn't hear you. <laughs> I was too busy looking shocked <laughs> at Lee that he was yeah. Gary Lineker of shooting a bullet at the cockerel. You get three, three bonus points. I could think of with a gun. 
Yeah, exactly. There's okay. not many, are there? Okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, there you are. There's a random fact. At the, at the Legends match. I think he's going to be there, yeah. But I hope he won't bring his uh, his air rifle or whatever <laughs> it was. Yeah. I think he's definitely there. I'm pretty sure I saw him on the team sheet and I saw on his Instagram that he's been he's training. He's and trained, he's, he's, yeah. He looks in, to be fair to Gaza, looks in good shape, which is nice to see, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, great. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming on. Before we sign off, do you want to give your predictions who's going to win the actual Premier League? Obviously, Samuel going to win FPL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go on, then. You go first with your predictions of the league. Liverpool. That you have to say that. There's no way you can say anything else. No, but I genuinely <laughs> do think if you're ever going to win it, this is going to be the year you win it. Yeah, I, I think we'll win it too. Um, simply because if I look at the games we've got left, um, I'd, I'd like to think we. Could, I think Spurs at home is our toughest game we've got left. Right after that, it's Chelsea at home, and I think the way Chelsea are playing, we can beat them. Um, but City have got to play Spurs. What like we said before, three times in eleven days. I don't think City beat you three times in 11 days. Somewhere in there, there's a result for Spurs, and I'm hoping it's the league. Um, and also, there's a Manchester derby in a few weeks after that. So, um, yeah, got to go with the and Reds. what about the Champions League? Do you think um, my husband's predicting that all English teams will exit before the final? What do you guys think? Has any English <laughs> team got a chance? Oh, City. A- absolutely! City have got a hundred percent. City, we're not. We're going to beat them in the quarterfinal. <laughs> <laughs> even even I think City have got a chance of winning here. Oh, did you even think Spurs were going to get this far? No, uh, no. things have happened after after the last round. I must admit that you know, well, the, oh, actually getting out of the group, I, I thought we had no chance after a couple of games in that group, and then the last round was just phenomenal. Um, so there is always hope. Um, Pep might, you know, do us a favour and rotate everyone. But who do you think is going to win the Champions League? Though? Who do you think? If I was putting money on it, I'd put it on City. Would you? What do you, I, I what do you guys Juventus, think? I think City will choke. I think we'll get to the final and then we'll choke. I think Juventus as well. I think they've got the they've got the player. If if he if Ronaldo's fit and firing, then he'll win any game on his own. But he's the reason they are where they are today, right? So yeah, I'm, I'll go with you. I'll go with yeah, you. Yeah, typical city to um, yeah, to choke. To go out to Spurs. To go out to Spurs. Last year to go out to Liverpool. I can actually just imagine we're going to go out to Spurs. We almost went out the FA Cup last last week. Whatever. So, um, oh, that will be a good episode to record straight after that. I'm going to the FA Cup semi-final on the 6th and then you're going to the Champions League game if City lose both those matches I'm not doing it <laughs> <laughs> what, about, what about if you're doing so much better than me in FPL no, we'll still? discuss <laughs> <laughs> brilliant awesome. well, thank you so much you. both of you for coming on it's been a real pleasure to chat to you get to know you Thank you for having, Thank us, you on. For having us. Good luck, Sam. I hope you uh, continue your amazing success and uh, and beat Lee. Well, I'm sure you will, but get back. <laughs> that, is, that is nailed on. Don't worry about that. Fingers crossed. Get back in the top 10k. Well, that's the hope. I'll send. I'll tweet you guys a picture of me drinking one of ten thousand yeah, pints. Yeah, yeah, do. <laughs> Expect to see you drunk all ten thousand. Ask them to pour ten thousand for you. <laughs> yeah. Point at the bullet with part. a gun. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't sit up there with a gun. Just point at the bullet wound. Oh, and on that note, <laughs> bye everyone. <laughs> bye. bye. bye.